0: Hi, welcome to valuationpodcast.com, a podcast and video series about all things related to business and valuation. My name is Melissa Gregg and I'm a business valuation expert in St. Louis, Missouri. I have the privilege of interviewing Greg Caruso today, who is a business broker in Maryland, New Jersey, and New York, and he knows how to sell a business. He also helps business owners with financial planning and has recently written a book called The Art of Business Valuation, and it will be published by Wiley and Sons. Welcome, Greg. How are you?
1: I am great today. How about yourself? <laughs> Good.
0: Good. Well, I think this is awesome. So you wrote a book, mm-hmm. um, but tell us, like, what got you interested in this? Like, why did you write the book, The Art of Business Valuation?
1: Sure. Well, here, we'll, I'll show you the product. Oh, here, looks it looks, amazing. See, it's a real book? Yeah, they actually sent me a copy as the author. It was kind. Um, (laughs) You know, I wrote the book, because I do an awful lot of business valuations, as you know, along with the brokerage. And a Home Depot is just not the same thing as your neighborhood hardware store. Yet, many valuators uh, treat it the same way. It's almost like if you were valuing a house, I'm going to start with a downtown office building and tell you how it's different than your suburban home and use the office building to value your home. Um, There are better ways to do it. And other valuators and other people involved in the process have provided guideposts and milestones and worked on this, but no one has really pulled it all together in a book just about valuing these smaller, some people call them micro, some people call them small businesses. Um, I kind of va- look at them as businesses with under $10 million of revenues typically. And uh, no one really has pulled it together. So I, uh, I took it upon myself and now we have the book.
0: Yeah, because a lot of valuation people are focused on public companies or really significantly larger uh, companies than when sometimes that we see. But when you wrote this book, who did you write this valuation book for? Did, was it for financial advisors, lawyers, small business owners? Like what was your intention there?
1: Um, again, my intention was really to help people, the valuation community, which can encompass all of those people, um, to help them understand how small business valuation really can be done um, to get to the best answer possible. And one of the themes of the book is uh, start, the book starts with uh, my dad's quote, I'd rather be approximately right than perfectly wrong. And, And I think with small businesses, because of the varied level of financial information because of the concentrations, sometimes that's as good as we can do. Um, and, and I believe there are parts of the book we'll talk about a little bit as we go, um, that are good for valuators are very helpful for business owners or other people who may rely on business valuations, such as, uh, lawyers and bankers. Um, they're helpful components.
0: So it's technical enough to be for actually valuation professionals, but there could be pieces if somebody doesn't quite understand just the valuation process, it could also be for them.
1: Yes, there are portions that get highly technical. While this is a book about small business valuation, um, we're not brushing over the top with a rule of thumb. We're getting down into the weeds. But there are also portions of the book on how do you prepare your business? How do you prepare your business to improve the value? Um, Now, some of this is geared towards helping valuation advisors that may be giving that advice to their customers, but it's the same to either an advisor or the owner. Um, So there are portions of the book that are much uh, less technical and equally important uh, to the community.
0: That is, sounds really good. So, if we're looking at this book from the concept of a valuation professional, mm-hmm. what are some of your biggest takeaways that you want other valuation analysts to know that they can find in this book?
1: Sure. Well, the biggest takeaway uh, is probably that it's not what you know, it's what you don't know um, that kills you in business valuation. You know, we're all We all want to get it as right as we can. So we're all worried about, you know, a couple dollars of cash flow and a point or two on the uh, discount rate. But you know, it's the things we completely miss. And it's easy because every business is different that that when we find out about it, kill us. For instance, uh, very early on, I did a valuation of a bus company and fuel prices had dropped over the contract period. Now the contract was almost up and valuation is forward looking. Oops. Um we knew it was too profitable but frankly myself and my reviewers we didn't figure it out till long after it had been issued. You know that is a perfect example of what you missed and or what we missed and and it happens to all of us. It just does. Um so the second item is, you know, small businesses are riskier than large businesses. Um, And I I say that because when you start with the downtown office building, sometimes it's hard to understand how much more risky. Uh, COVID-19 has brought that out clearly. Costco, Walmart, Target, if anything, this has been good for them. They're very large businesses. The local retailer selling clothes, sporting goods, knickknacks, they got closed. They had limited geographic area, limited product area, limited ability to negotiate with the government, frankly, makes them more risky. Now, I do think that the market method matters. And for these smaller businesses, again, it's different if you've got 20 or 30 or 50 million in revenues. But for these smaller businesses, uh, the market method best reflects their risks because they're similar businesses with similar risks. Finally, the last thing um, that I think is really important is these small business owners, they run their businesses, at least most of them, by walking around. They have two or three financial points or things they keep their eye on. Maybe it's sales, maybe it's collections, but they're in the middle of it. So all that important financial information for you or me as a evaluator isn't really that important to them if they know they're making money. And so we really have to spend a lot of time on qualitative information on understanding how good or bad this financial information is. Um, So there's a lot more judgment uh, in this, which again ties into the, I'd rather be approximately right. And, you know, one of my main points is you've got to keep working with this until every step of the valuation can pass the question of does this make sense
0: well and i well, think, you, think you you brought up a couple different really good points um and one is that sometimes it's not even the valuation person isn't getting the right information from the business owner the business owner may not understand how important certain information is to the value and That, I think, becomes an important piece that the valuation person needs to communicate. But one thing that you talked about was a market approach or a market method. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on, like, what does the market approach mean for a small business? What are you doing in that approach?
1: Sure. Well, um, the market method... Essentially what we're doing is we're going primarily to databases. Sometimes, again, I'm, I'm also an active broker, so I may know of a couple transactions in my market, but predominantly I'm relying on databases where other brokers have sent information in on their transactions. And there's lots of issues and unknowns with transactions, going back to sort of my Home Depot a hardware store that's getting sold six months before a Home Depot opens down the block is going to have a different value than one out in the country where it's unlikely to have that issue. We can't always see that in a database. But if you look at the databases and you parse them correctly, um, which we go into in the book, and you review the information that is there, uh, you can get a very good understanding of the value uh, 20 years ago, this was really not the case. I've been doing this about 20 plus years and 20 years ago, it was much more rule of thumb. The data was much less uh, high quality and, uh, and frankly, a lot less of it. Um, so to me, that's one of the big changes while I've been valuating is that for these smaller businesses, there are comps in most cases, And uh, and that wasn't the case 20 years ago, to be frank.
0: Yeah. And a lot of these databases are what valuation companies will purchase. You know, so it may not be readily available to the business owner or planner, but a lot of times a valuation firm can get access to that. So that's why and a lot of business brokers have access and and things like that. So that's why we talk about some of those things. Um, So Another kind of target market, if you will, for this information in this book um, mm-hmm. is for people that are helping business owners. So do you have two or three valuation tips that we could talk about for financial advisors who may be assisting business owners with strategic planning or selling a company?
1: Sure. And, and a good portion of the book is geared towards um, helping people, other advisors who may be dealing with owners who are starting to go through this process. Um, The first point, I call it the red sports car theory. Um, You know, when you go in an auto dealership, I don't know about you, but I always drift over to the red sports car with the big engine and the low seats that I almost can't get into anymore. Um, You know, that's emotion. I, that car is cool i want to look at it i'm emotionally attached to it you know then i go over and depending on where i was in life get my minivan or my suv emotion is huge to this owner this is probably his last and favorite child the one that talked back the least spent the most time with it and it's just a huge emotional and so many advisors spend all their time on the financial Um, In some ways, the financial is kind of easy. It's math at a certain point, Uh, but the emotional, so ask questions. The book goes into for different situations and different points in the process. Lots of questions, ask questions and listen, Uh, help them work through these things. You, you will be their advisor forever um, because that's what they're really grappling with. Second thing, start early. Uh, You know, if you, start your exit plan and bring it into your strategic planning process 10 years early and you make it a goal and you make stay agreements with bonuses for the owners and all these things you can do to strengthen your management team to strengthen that transition period if you make it a positive thing uh it, it, it can be very good if, you know, if it's three months before closing and you're afraid, is my key vice president who's really going to run the place for the new owner going to stay? That's a horrible position. If it's, if it's seven years before you're going to sell and it's clear they don't, they don't like the game plan, you may have some tough choices, but you got time to get it right. Uh, so start early. The last thing is, you know, be profitable today. Let's face it, valuation, other than liquidation, what we're not going to talk about, valuation is a cash flow, a profitability measure, times a multiplier in the case of the market method. If there's nothing to multiply, everything else you do, you're going to be disappointed about. Uh, so th- the, to me, those are the three uh, starting points for, for working with an owner, Uh, who's who's looking at this or should be looking at this process.
0: Well, and I think that when I've talked to business owners, you know, sometimes they are behind the eight ball, so they've been approached by a buyer and the buyer is saying, hey, what do you want to sell for? And that owner is like, oh, I don't know if I've thought about that. And then they haven't had anybody look at their books. They haven't had anybody come in and say, why are you guys doing it like this? I mean, part of that valuation process, which it doesn't have to be a formal valuation process. It could just be looking at and crunching numbers. But part of that process is having a third party come in and look at your books like a buyer would. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the important for the timing perspective, is if you have more time to do that, you can fix what maybe isn't working. Um, and then the buyer would not have to look at that. You know, it's like the, the little dirt in the corner, you know, like clean it up, get rid of it and have something that's more presentable. Um, Can't
1: say it better.
0: <laughs> so I think an interesting thing that people don't always understand is that as we've both been doing this for quite a long time, most of this, a lot of the time, I will have a business owner that thinks that their business is worth far more than the (laughs) business valuation, unless they're getting divorced and then it's worth nothing. Mm -hmm. But what is your advice to an owner who wants to achieve a higher price when they go to sell? Not necessarily value, but a higher price when they go to sell. What's some of your advice to that owner?
1: Yes. Well, price and value is different. We, but let's, so I may use the word value here, but we're, we're talking putting yourself in spot to have a price. Uh, you know, my definition, I guess the standard of value to get into the technical valuation uh, for buyers is that they're looking for working models that produce a future profit so convincingly that they're willing to pay for it in advance, so the first question is: Would you pay for your business in advance? If the answer is no, you got a problem. Um, but let, let's let's dig down into that. You know, the first thing is get profitable. It's if you're not profitable, there's nothing to talk about. I already discussed that. If you want an unreasonably high sales price, you have to be unreasonable about your profits. You have to get tight on expenses. You have to sell the profit, the products or services that create the most profit for you. Second thing, what is the working model unpacking that? Well, a working model is quality systems and people. What are quality systems? A system is quality when average people can get exceptional results every time. I can't say it better than that. If you're not there, keep working. Um, The last thing is people. You know, great people are hard to find. It's expensive when you lose them. Train them, take care of them, help them grow. So to me, the test of systems and people, you know, uh, the working model, that's why I call it working model, the test is, can I take two weeks off, not call in, not spend two hours emailing each day? That doesn't count either. And when I come back, the business is running as well as when I left. If you have that in profits, you have created real value. You also may not feel as that it's as urgent to sell, but you have created real value. That's what buyers are looking for. Frankly, that's what owners running their businesses are looking for.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, if you break it down really simply, the business valuation is a product of cash flow and risk. Mm -hmm. And so if you can increase your cash flow or decrease your risk, then you're going to move the needle upwards. Um, and then it's about finding the right buyer, too. I mean, you know, not everybody is going to be perfect for that business, but I think that this is some amazing information. And is there anything else that we should know about this val- valuation book, the art of business valuation, or any other tips that you have um, other than people go out and get it?
1: <laughs> well, of course, go get it. Um- you know, the last thing it has an associated website, uh, theartofbusinessvaluation.com, dot com. Surprising name. Great. Um, and for purchaser, well, there there will be free information on the blog, but for purchasers of the book, there is a back section, and uh, it has a lot of the charts and tables and stuff in working order, uh, so you could download them. It also will be kept current, you know, things like how are COVID, how is COVID impacting small businesses and particularly small business valuation. Um, I'm getting ready to add a section uh, in, 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 on the website directly dealing with some of the things we are now dealing with and, and business owners and are dealing with related to that. Um, so there are some things there in addition to what's in the book. And uh, so make your, you know, please avail yourself to both.
0: And And it's good for not only people that are in the profession, but for people that just want to understand how they can use some of this knowledge to help business owners kind of going forward in estate planning or strategic planning. It gives them a good framework to talk about value.
1: Absolutely.
0: Perfect. Well, we are going to list all the different ways of how somebody could reach out to you to buy the book. We have the uh, website URL right now down at the bottom, and we will bring you back again to talk to people about how they can sell their business too. Uh, So.
1: I would love to do that. I I will mention from the website, you can buy the book at any, uh, web bookseller you can certainly buy it um again online and um now it is published by wiley so you can also buy it on their website so.
0: that's awesome yep. well we appreciate it greg and we will thank talk you. to you soon
1: thank you so much i look forward to uh, speaking with you again